Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. What's up, everybody? Welcome in late Saturday night, about oh, 9.30 or so when this gets started. Uh, recapping the weekend that is college football. Now, there's still games going on right now. I've got uh, Michigan State, Nebraska on in the background. Uh, Tennessee and Florida just wrapped up. South Carolina, Kentucky just wrapped up. And you've got um, Georgia Tech is, is beating the brakes right now off of North Carolina. So that's uh, all that's still currently going on, but there's still so much to get to. Let me just get a uh, let me let me share this. Uh, share the show real quick and then we'll uh, we'll really get started. Um, big day, big big day. A lot of stuff to talk about. My gosh, we got everything. Everything that we could have asked for. In uh, in college football, going into the weekend, I mean, what an idiot I was, right? Going into the weekend, uh, I kept talking about how this was kind of a, a snoozer, you know, just one of those game or one of those weekends where, you know, nothing's really all that exciting. It's just kind of, you know, it's college football, whatever the case may be, and that's really it. Uh, not the case. We got everything you could imagine, everything you could imagine. And uh, I'm taking forever to get this out there. Here we go. All right. Finally done with uh, with that. So I'm going to go ahead and and get rid of this game because my Internet's already acting a fool. So, uh, you know, we're off to a good night when the Internet's already starting. I can't I can't have any games on uh, while I'm doing this. I can't do anything on the Internet while I'm doing this. You guys know me by now. If you listen to this at all, you know that I cannot wait until Ceasefire Fiber gets here. So. Anyway, off and running, so much to get to. By the way, I'm Michael Borky. I don't know if I told you guys that. If you're a first-time watcher or whatever the case may be, welcome in. Um, by the way, if you're watching on Twitter, so if you're somebody that uh, is watching on Twitter live uh, or whatever the case may be, you cannot comment. Um, I, I don't know why that's the case. You cannot comment when you're watching on Twitter. Now that they've switched over from periscope to just live you can't come in anymore they may add the feature i don't know it's not my software it's twitter you cannot comment on twitter live so that's why if you're watching on twitter you cannot if that is the case and you want to be a part of this because a bunch of comments have come in already i'll read yours until they stop coming in uh switch over to youtube that's the best place to watch stuff like this anyway is on YouTube. So switch over to YouTube. Just my name, Michael Borke on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Of course, also on the uh, the radio show as well in the afternoons. But um, if you want to comment, you're not going to be able to do it on Twitter until Twitter allows you to. It's not my thing. It's not my platform. Just come on over to YouTube. That's the best place to do this. So, so much to get to. My gosh. Okay, so we'll talk Mississippi State LSU coming up here in a second. That's the game, of course, that has the most local interest and 
honestly, guys, it's the same old same. Uh, it is not a disciplined football team right now, and it's costing them games, and it cost them a game today. Uh, Arkansas A&M told us a lot about both teams. Uh, Arkansas is legit. A&M's a fraud. Uh, Clemson, also a fraud, called that. I-, I got that one. I called that one. NC State beating Clemson in overtime. Hell of a game. NC State, it shouldn't have gotten to overtime. NC State's kicker missed three field goals, including what would have been the game winner in regulation. Didn't go down like that. Had to go to overtime, and they win. I, I got lucky. I called that one. I don't know. So we'll talk about that. Um, Notre Dame rolled Wisconsin today. Uh, Bo Nix got benched in Auburn's extremely lucky win over Georgia State. Um, what are the replay officials actually looking at? What are they looking at? I, I don't understand it. Do they like not have the same camera angles that we do? Because Auburn got gifted a 16-yard first down to score the game-winning touchdown with what? It was like a minute 20 left or so in the game. Got gifted that after review. Should have been rolled incomplete. Was not. Auburn wins the game. What are they watching that that I that 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 we see or what? I don't know. It's a mess. We'll talk about that. Bo Nix got benched. Uh, Florida State's a dumpster fire. Ohio State had a player quit during the game, like walked off the field and took his uniform off and was throwing gloves in the stands. And then gets in the locker room and tweets four letter word that starts with an F. Ohio State, tweet got deleted, as you can imagine. Um, Oklahoma still playing right now, but uh, speaking of people asking for backup quarterbacks, Oklahoma students were chanting for Spencer Rattler's backup tonight, and it's tied at 13 in the fourth quarter right now with West Virginia. So that's kind of your basic rundown. Georgia Tech, again, I mean, well, it's down to 13, but Georgia Tech looking good, uh, North Carolina's getting long-goed right now. Uh, so all that to talk about, but we'll just uh, we'll start with your comments and then uh, we'll get to State LSU after I run through some of these. Justin says, sup, Mike? What's up, Justin? How you doing, man? I'm feeling like crap today. I, I have not felt well today. Not COVID, not feeling well. Uh, n- my current symptom is not anything related to COVID. I've just felt like crap all day. I've been dragging a little bit, but happy to be with you guys nonetheless. Um, chaos Saturday has arrived. Dark steel says, yeah, man. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with this day? What, what a joker I am for questioning college football. You're always going to get chaos. You're always going to get it. What was I thinking by thinking this weekend was not going to be great? Are you kidding me? How much fun was this? This was great. This was great except for State and LSU. But besides that, what a great weekend this has been so far. Hopefully my Saints can get a win tomorrow. That would be great. Also, just wrap it all up. Uh, West Virginia to the moon, Chris says. Um, Speaking of frauds, Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler. Uh, I said a few weeks ago that Matt Corral is the most talented draft-eligible quarterback in college football. Uh, Pro Football Focus is obsessed with Malik Willis. Like, find somebody that loves you the way Pro Football Focus loves Malik Willis from Liberty. I mean, geez. Like, I'm happily married. I love my wife. I don't know if I love her as much as Pro Football Focus loves Malik Willis. I'm serious. It's just crazy. But um, 
Nobody else has looked good. Howell struggled. Rattler struggled. I mean, Crowell's going to get tested next week, obviously. But uh, so far, um, he's the guy. So far, no doubt. Not a bad Saturday. That's right. Yes, sir. It's been a really good one. Zach says, uh, UT San Antonio is transitively better than Clemson. <laughs> hey, um, Texas San Antonio went to Illinois and won as well. Like they're four and zero, and they've they've got a Power Five win, and they went and beat Memphis today. Football is so stupid, right? I mean, Mississippi State loses to Memphis a week after they beat NC State, and then NC State beats Clemson, and in Texas San Antonio beats Memphis. I just, I mean, who the hell knows anymore, right? I've told you guys this before. I say it all the time. I like the NFL better as far as like football product. I think the NFL provides a better football product than college. The quality of play is better. This weekend, this four weeks of the season, really with the inconsistencies, that doesn't happen in the NFL. Not at all. This situation, the whole UTSA beating Memphis, who beat Mississippi State, who beat NC State, who beat Clemson, just you don't get that. You don't get that on Sundays at all. Chris said he's been hyped all day. I mean, what a day, right? Especially if you have no rooting interest. Like, I hope that the remainder of the day at least provided some semblance of, you know, happiness for the state fans that are watching and listening to this right now. Uh, you know, hopefully it, it the day went a little bit better when you saw that college football was just chaotic and you got to sit back and enjoy. But, man, um, Justin says the Gamecocks are better than I thought before the season. They are who I thought they were. I mean, they're really talent deficient, but they play hard. I mean, they've obviously really bought into Shane Beamer. Um, they'll play hard every week, and they're not going to win games because they don't have a roster that's ready to win games. But you got to give them credit, man. I mean, those kids play hard. They play really hard. And that sounds like such a simple concept, but it's really not. Look at Mike Norvell at Florida State right now. I mean, I mean look at that. His team has quit on him. They've quit. They've quit. They've got, I think, UMass later on in the year, something like that. Um, so they've got a gimme. But they're that and only that game away from staring 0-12 in the face. Seriously. Um, so getting a team to play for you is like a quality trait because not everybody can do that, obviously. Norvell's guys have quit. Shane Beamer's guys lay it all on the field for them. Like they, they play hard and they're well-prepared rosters not ready to be competitive yet in the SEC. Not at all. But fans over there are really excited. I understand why. I mean, they should be. They have they have a product that you can be proud of. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'm impressed. I, I am impressed with Shane Beamer. Uh, they're playing hard. They just really lack in, in talent right now. Jason says, how great is it that uh, Arkansas versus the Ole Miss game, or how great is the Arkansas versus Ole Miss game going to be? Assuming both can get through next week healthy. I can't wait to watch that. That's going to be one hell of a football game. I mean, that's going to be one hell of a football game. I, I can't wait for that one either. But to your point, you just, um, you know, they're both going to be underdogs by probably multiple scores this weekend. Uh, I'm expecting Arkansas to lose uh, to Georgia. 
Uh, Ole Miss is going to be an underdog in Tuscaloosa. If they can both get out of that game healthy, I mean, what an incredible atmosphere and game that's going to be. And that's going to be for second place in the West. Those are the two best teams not named Alabama and Georgia and Florida in the SEC. That's loaded. Let's just look at the West. Those two teams are 2A, 2B in the West right now. No doubt. That the winner of that game will be second in, in the West. The winner of that game will finish second in the SEC West. It's crazy, right? Considering it's year two and what both of those co- coaches took over. I mean, Arkansas is going to be possible. They, they might jump Ole Miss in the post on Monday. They might. I wouldn't be surprised. Ole Miss and Arkansas will both be ranked in the top 12. Four weeks into the second season for Pittman and Kiffin. Four weeks into the second season. They'll both be ranked in the top 12 through week four. That's that's special. I mean, Sam, I've got to stop doubting Arkansas. I have to. Uh, their physicality, man. Um, they're physical, but yet they have the explosive element. And, again, we'll get to State whenever I get through these comments. We'll get to State LSU. But that's what State's offense is missing. Arkansas, I still don't think, and Jefferson got hurt a, a little bit today, not consistent enough to like go to Georgia and win for example, but they're physical on both lines of scrimmage, but they have that explosive element. Makes them dangerous. Makes them really dangerous. i got to stop doubting. I've got to stop doubting Arkansas. I can't do it anymore. It's only going to make me continue to look more stupid the more I doubt Arkansas. They, lo- they love their coach. They love playing for their coach. Odom is a great defensive coordinator. Uh, he will get hired away as a head coach, I believe. He should if you're doing it right. Um, and Kendall Bryles is calling a really good offense. I mean, Pittman came in, got his kids to buy in, and has two really good people, coaches, running his offense and defense. What a formula. And what a great job for him so far. I'm just thoroughly impressed with Sam Pittman. Pinholster, what's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? Good to see you, buddy. I hope you're enjoying uh, enjoying this Georgia Tech game. I, I've noticed that you've kept some allegiance to Georgia Tech, and I, I understand that. I'm not going to hate on you for it. Because you keep up with your alma mater as well. I, I can't tell you the number of people, Ian, that I've seen lately that are just like right back to the team they grew up with, that we went to college with. It's a shame. It's a shame. But uh, I know you're having a good day so far. Looks like they're going to close it out. I mean, they've got second and goal right now on North Carolina's three to go up three touchdowns in the fourth. Yeah, Georgia Tech's about to pull off that upset over North Carolina. So uh, good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well over there in Atlanta. Um, Justin says, hey, Borky, you and I have some minor Twitter battles. Just messing with you. We do? Which one are you? I mean, obviously, you know, you're putting your name on here, but w- which battle are we having? I should ask. Which one is that? Uh, Jay Robertson says, we finally have it in college football parody. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have parody, finally, in college football. It's amazing. This is so much fun. I mean, honestly, next week, like Alabama can lose to Ole Miss. You're fooling yourself if you think that they can't. They're flawed. They're good, really freaking good, but they're flawed. Everybody, all of college football feels gettable. There's losable games on Alabama's schedule. There's losable games on Oklahoma's schedule. One might happen tonight. There's losable games. Everybody feels human. This is amazing. 
and I'm loving it. William says, why did NC State play like that? Or why didn't NC State play like that against Mississippi State? Um, there's a couple things. Uh, I mean, State played well. State's defense is good. Uh, they didn't have to score to beat Clemson today. I mean, Clemson's offense is inept right now. I mean, just they can't move the football on anybody. They couldn't score on Georgia Tech. They 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 are bad, objectively bad on offense for one. But State beat them in special teams and turnovers. That's how State beat NC State two weeks ago. It was special teams and turnovers. Kick return for a touchdown. Yeah, they intercepted NC State on a goal to go situation. That's how they won. They played well. But I told you guys after that game. I wasn't going to be one of those people that went, ah, well, NC State's not that good. That That's not me. It wasn't going to be me. It was a good NC State team. It was a good win. And now you see what I was talking about. Oklahoma is a fraud. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, I, Oklahoma, Clemson, I know they lost. I mean, they might head this way anyway, but I would say the same thing about Oklahoma right now. You give Oklahoma Arkansas schedule, are they winning eight games? Are they winning eight games with Arkansas schedule? Everybody in the SEC West and add Georgia to it. And Texas. Oklahoma might not beat Texas. Texas looked great today against Texas Tech. Is Oklahoma going eight and four with Arkansas schedule? No. Mm-mm. Clemson wouldn't go eight and four with Arkansas schedule right now. No shot. Justin says SEC refs gave that game to Auburn. Yeah, man, I, that I, I don't understand what the replay official was saying. I, I don't understand it. How how can you look at that and say that that the call stands? I, I don't understand it. Everybody saw that that was not a completed catch, and that was that could have been the difference in the game. At least Auburn would have had to work for it more. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. What are they seeing that we're not seeing to to allow that call to stand? How how are we still doing this? Auburn Ole Miss last year. Ball clearly hits the fingers of Auburn's returner on a play that Ole Miss scored a touchdown on. That was the difference in the game. How? And then last week, two separate instances where the play should have been blown dead. They let it go. Could have reviewed it. They said they did. Clearly didn't. And then this. Arkansas-Auburn last year. How does this continue to happen? The the replay official has all the same screens we do, and he's got veto power. He can stop the game whenever he wants for however long he wants to. How does this keep happening? It's just mind-blowing. And yeah, Chris, same crew. Same crew. I, I don't understand how this keeps happening. I really don't. And yeah, William, Auburn is the luckiest damn home team ever. My gosh. I mean, there's something weird at Jordan-Hare. Is it the water? I I don't get it. You know, maybe God really is an Auburn fan. I don't know. I mean, those those prayer circles at the 50, maybe, you know, maybe that's the formula. Who knows? William says, Ohio State linebacker come to Oxford. Yeah, I would show you guys the tweet, but, you know, I just, I don't want to display that kind of a language here. Although, you know. This is my thing. You know, I've, nobody's got editorial oversight over something I do on my own time, but I don't need to show it. Either way, an Ohio State linebacker, Kayvon Pope, uh, apparently not been satisfied with his playing time. Uh, 
runs onto the field in a package that he thought he was supposed to, to be on the field for, gets waved off the field, and loses it. Takes his stuff off. Starts walking up the tunnel. Stafford goes and grabs him, brings him back on the sideline, starts taking his stuff off, throwing his gloves in the stands. Ryan Day notices, and he gets sent off. Quit the team. And then tweets, F, four-letter word, Ohio State. What? That's bizarre. Weird things going on in Columbus right now. They've taken play-calling duties away and stuff. and This is a weird deal up there. They're still really talented and really good, but it's a weird deal. Williams says, bring a quarterback for next year with you. <laughs> Quote of the day, in your opinion, week one, wow. Florida State could be competitive against Clemson. Week four, wow. Florida State could be competitive against Clemson right now. <laughs> uh, that's uh, You're not kidding, man. You are not kidding. Somebody says, wow, at FSU, what, what happened? Oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's going to score and beat West Virginia. They're going to escape. They're going to escape. That's a shame. That's a real shame. They ran it on third and 33. Well, at, the, at that point, I guess, you know, do you have a 34-yard play in your book? I don't know. But, uh, whew. They're going to pull away with that one. And they're going to stay ranked in the top 10 or whatever. I mean, they're number four right now. Maybe they'll they'll fall a little, but not enough. Preconceived notions and rankings. That's not the fourth best team in America. Zero percent chance it's the fourth best team in America. Yes, Jason, you've been on the Arkansas train for a while. We'll find out in two weeks. We'll find out in two weeks how right you are. Devin asks, I know it's a week away, but what do you think uh, or what do you make with the opening spread for Alabama Ole Miss being 17 points? I've had questions about that because I've only seen that like at DraftKings and stuff. Um, That seems really high. And I'll, I'll wait till the other books put the lines out tomorrow to see really what that is because 17, that, that's just – that's surprising. And if that's the case – I mean, what, what, Alabama was what, like 15 and a half or so at Florida? So, you know, maybe that's really what people think about them. Or maybe the public is just so heavy Alabama that it doesn't matter. But um, I can tell you right now, if it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 17, I will take Ole Miss plus the 17. I absolutely will. What happens if Arkansas wins at Georgia next week? I don't think we have to worry about that. Uh, but if they do, uh, they should be in the top five. If they beat Georgia next week, that's a top five team. And holy crap, that would be amazing. You've got Alabama and Georgia are getting tested next weekend. Really tested uh, with Arkansas and Athens and, and Ole Miss and Tuscaloosa. Back-to-back, too. Back-to-back games. I've got a wedding next uh, next weekend. And I, if I remember correctly, I'm in the wedding, and she's walking down the aisle at like 6 o'clock. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see the end of the old Miss Alabama game, but uh, somebody will be, you know, letting us know what's going on uh, while we're waiting in the meantime. But have I seen any of Baldy's breakdowns? It's good stuff. I love Brian Baldinger. He's the best. I love his energy. You know, so, sometimes 
I lose perspective on this as well. Like sports are fun and they're supposed to be fun and having energy and passion about it is not like some people make fun of that. Like Tim Tebow, people make fun of Tim Tebow's like persona at SEC nation. Cause like he gets really excited and really passionate and what the hell's wrong with that? Same thing with Tony Romo. Like people on Twitter like to make fun of Tony Romo for being really excited about games. What was it? Kansas City was it Kansas City Cleveland last year where he just lost his mind in the playoff game, right? Where Chad Henney ran for the first down and, and Romo's just like, oh my God, what a play, Chad Henney, all that stuff. And and Twitter was making fun of him. It's like you guys are miserable. He's watching a football game for his job and something really cool happened in the football game and he's excited. What's wrong with you people? Like, that's what sports are. That's what Brian Baldinger is, too. He just brings that passion, and we need more of that. Um, Ole Miss-Arkansas might be a top-10 matchup. Uh, see, I, I don't know if either one's going to win Saturday to, to make it so, but that's going to be one hell of a game. Michael says, Dion to Florida State. Uh, when they fire Mike Norvell, because I think that's coming, regardless of how terrible the optics are of going two and fired, two and fired, um, They'll they will look at that and take that seriously because the more serious candidates are going to tell them no. Like Billy Napier is going to tell them no. Lane Kiffin's going to tell them no. Matt Campbell's going to tell them no. James Franklin's going to tell them no. Because two and out, two and out. It's just a it's a dumpster fire right now. No quality candidate with better prospects is going to take that job. So once they gar- get told no a couple of times they'll actually consider that watch it's going to go down just like that putting on my uh my crystal ball or whatever the hell they call it and recruiting future cast uh florida state is going to fire mike norvell because he's already lost the locker room a year and four games into his career there they're going to fire him and they're going to try for billy napier he's going to say no or try for lane kiffin he's going to say no and they're going to look around and be like, oh, shit, we got to make a splash. And they're going to hire Deion Sanders. That is more likely than hiring like their first candidate on their list to me. As we're seeing play out, I mean, I rant about this all the time, that the landscape is changing in college football. And although it feels like every year it's just Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, because that's what it's been, the rest of college football is really balancing out. It's really balancing out from a resource perspective, especially if you're currently in the SEC. Recruiting is better than it's ever been. Money is greater than it's ever been. College football is really balancing out. And programs like Florida State that just can't get it right and can't get it right and can't get it right and continue to not get it right and fire coaches and have a messed up booster culture and stuff like that, they're lagging behind. Tennessee just went through it. No, Nebraska, well, depends on what happens here. Let me check the scores. Is Nebraska going to win? Um, they lost in overtime. So when Nebraska fires Scott Frost, same thing's going to happen there. They're going to realize that they're not the job they used to be. Zach says, and the winner of that game, talking about Ole Miss-Arkansas, could very well be the number three overall in the SEC. Yeah, the winner of Ole Miss-Arkansas will be in the driver's seat for the Sugar Bowl. I think so. I think they will be. Arkansas baseball died for this football season. 
Zach says, also state fans that say Arnett is overrated and a bad coach because we give up big plays on defense make me want to mute all state media message boards for the rest of my life. Yeah, you you get very few. There's not much rationality around here, to tell you the truth. That's just, that's the truth. There's not much rationality around here. I'm not talking about fans either. Fans are irrational everywhere. You've got the Texas A&M message boards talking about firing Jimbo tonight. Like, how, how incredibly stupid is that? Um, but that's that's how fans are. Media here is a little irrational at times. Um, Zach Arnett is not overrated at all. Not even a little bit. Um, the reason Mississippi State lost today was because their first eight offensive possessions led to three points. That's that's how. That's why they lost today. They can't score. And when you can't score, you're going to have a gassed defense at some point. Modern football, you're going to give up points. It's going to happen. Um, what you should be looking at with defenses is points per possession or points per play or points per possession, stuff like that. If you just look at the number on the scoreboard and yards given up, you're not doing it right. Because you've got teams running 80 plays now in games. And if you give up 20 points on 80 plays, it's a hell of a day defensively. No, State's defense is good. Arnett's good. They blew some coverages today. That's a problem. But it's a bigger problem on your first eight possessions scoring three points at home. That's a bigger problem than anything Zach Arnett's doing. Um, I would take Arnett on my team in a heartbeat. Like, he's very good. Devin says, I thought with the Alabama run defense being weak and not able to run the ball consistently, it would be a closer spread. You have this thing with Alabama where they're always going to get favorable lines in part because they always beat the crap out of people. But Alabama always commands a lot of money. I wouldn't be surprised if the line's around 12, 12 to 14 instead of 17. That would be my guess on these other books besides DraftKings for uh, – for a while. Do you think the transfer portal played a part in parity? I think it is a little bit. I think it is a little bit. Uh, and Michigan State, I was watching earlier, has a defensive back that's a Bama transfer. They don't get guys like that without the portal. I mean, bring it back local. Makai Polk from Mississippi State, their best wide receiver. He didn't sign with them originally. Ole Miss's best defensive player, Chance Campbell. When's the last time they've signed a Chance Campbell? Something happened at Maryland. They get him. He's an instant impact guy. Otis Reese, same thing. Lane Kiffin and his staff were able to turn around their defense personnel-wise in one real recruiting cycle because of the transfer portal. I still think they're going to give up points and yards to most teams. They're better. They're much better. I think they're depth deficient right now, especially on the defensive line, and they're masking that with that 3-2-6 they've been running they're going to give up points to some people. They're not there yet, but they're significantly better. That's because of the transfer portal. That is definitely contributing to balancing in college football. No doubt about it. That's contributing to balancing in college football. And it's going to continue to be that way, I think. It's going to continue to balance more and more and more out uh, because of the portal. You know, you get these kids that get convinced to go to a place like Alabama because, you know, you're the next great defensive back and then you get to Alabama and you realize the last 
three classes are filled with guys that are as good as me, and they're signing guys that are as good or better than me behind me. I'm going to get buried here. I'd rather go to Michigan State and play. You're going to see that continue. Oregon just scored, Jason says, on Arizona already in less than two minutes of game time. <laughs> oh, man, Arizona's awful. That was the same refs from State Memphis. Yeah, I, I don't understand, uh, Daniel and, and Evan, how that happens. I, I don't get how this happens. How a replay official can call that even stands. Like, he didn't confirm it at least, but to say that that play stood with the angles that they had is inexcusable. Texas, I don't know about water, but there has with money signed something money signed to be all <laughs> has to be something to Auburn success with the S's money signs. Oh man. It's gonna come back around eventually, right? You know, what goes around comes around, karma, whatever, right? That's gonna get them eventually. Justin says, that's crazy on Ohio State. I had a buddy in high school quit mid-game and walk off. He sucked, though. <laughs> they won't give all four spots to the SEC, no, but they'll give two. If Alabama and Georgia meet in the SEC championship undefeated, they will both go to the playoff. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. If they meet undefeated, they will both go to the playoff. Guaranteed. Pine Belt Adventures, I agree with you. I, I do. I, as much as I want Arkansas to really compete with and and play well and beat Georgia because I would love the storyline, uh, they're not going to score against Georgia. No, Hell, nobody will. Georgia's probably the best team in the country right now. I don't think that's, that's the Max Kellerman take of the day. I think that's kind of appropriate. Georgia's the best team in the country right now. If both Ole Miss and Arkansas win next week, College Game Day will be in the Grove, and they will both be top 10 teams. And winner will be in the driver's seat for the playoff. That's how close they are. Uh, Justin says, not a Cowboys fan, but always like Romo. See, I love his energy. I, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan either. I love his energy. People on Twitter, man, are so negative and just, forgive my language, just shitty. Like, oh my God, How look at Romo, what a loser. He's excited about a cool thing that happened in a football game. He sucks. Like, no, it's you. It's you that sucks. Thoughts on the Ryder Cup so far. Uh, the Americans are kicking the shit out of the Europeans. That's what's happening in the Ryder Cup. Beautiful scenes. I mean, just the, the setting is just stunning. Um, but the Americans are kicking ass, man. It's just a beatdown right now. Arnett isn't uh, anywhere near State's problem, Jason says. Folks can't expect the defense to hold all day if the offense is going three and out for two and a half quarters a game. That's right. Thomas, can Florida State hire Leach? <laughs> oh, man. No. They won't. I, I still maintain that Mike Leach's last college coaching stop is in Starkville. Whenever it ends, I think, is when it ends. For him, anyway. Big Dog Coop says, what's frustrating about State's offense right now is that you can see flashes. It feels like they aren't that far away, but consistency in shooting themselves in the foot is killing them. Uh, exactly. So let's talk about that now, actually. Uh, let's talk about State and LSU. You guys know the, the score by now, 28-25, was the final. Um, undisciplined football. 
That's the story of the game for Mississippi State. Undisciplined football is why they lost the game. LSU is the more disciplined team today, which you know isn't saying a whole lot. Honestly, I don't think that's a very good LSU team. Uh, their offensive line is quite bad. They're really banged up. Um, that was a winnable football game and one that if State plays clean football today, they do win. Um, started off with a little bit of tempo early in the game, and I loved that. I would love to see more of it, but the first drive that was promising ends in a fumble, and then you you throw an interception, and I think there was a missed field goal mixed in there somewhere, if I remember correctly. You guys helped me out. Um, yeah, there was a missed field goal there in the, in the third quarter. Um, mistakes, penalties, blown coverages, a really bad penalty on an LSU punt that later led to a touchdown. Bad timeout management from Mike Leach. Undisciplined football is why State lost today. Uh, they did not play mistake-free. LSU largely played mistake-free, and there was your difference. There was your difference in the football game. State played undisciplined. And when you pair the lack of explosiveness from that offense with undisciplined football, you're going to lose games. And this is going to continue to happen. Um, at times, Rodgers did test LSU vertically, especially in the last couple of possessions when LSU was playing a more prevent. Uh, things opened up a little bit. There's a little bit more urgency for Will Rodgers, but 371 yards on 62 pass attempts is not good enough. This is the, It's wash, rinse, repeat. Cut and paste what I said about State's offense last week and just put it in here right now, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Just just cut and paste my Monday reaction, because I didn't do Saturday night. I was gone from State and Memphis and place that here, and it's the same story about the offense. It's empty calories. Efficiency numbers aren't worth anything if there's not explosiveness attached to it. 62 pass attempts for 370 yards, and that's with a couple of long drives later in the game where they did throw the ball successfully, at least somewhat, down the field. That's not good enough. Um, there are receivers open downfield that he's not seeing, on top of the fact that he doesn't have the arm strength to complete some of those passes as well. But it's the same thing every week. It's take a snap. They're dropping eight back in coverage. He's unwilling to take risks downfield or doesn't see anybody open, and he checks it down to a running back who gets smoked by a linebacker, and then you punt the football away over and over and over and over and over again. It's the same thing. At least today they tried a little bit more tempo, and it worked. I mean, they moved the football early with a little bit of urgency, and then they kind of got away from that. It's it's copy-paste, wash, rinse, repeat. It's the same offense every single week, and until they test teams vertically from the jump, they're not winning meaningful football games in the SEC. Um they're limited. Rodgers is clearly limited. Doesn't have the arm strength to, to really get vertical as much. Isn't seeing guys to get vertical as much. And, I mean, you've got defenses that have kind of figured it out. There's a reason that Washington beat Washington State seven times in a row. They play defense this way. It's four are not getting open when eight are in coverage. And when you check it down to a back, they're able to play downhill because there's no vertical threat, and it's the same thing every week. It's the same thing every single week for Mississippi State. And, I mean, I liked the tempo. That helped. They ran the football a little bit. Um, 
take away Rodgers' carries, and there were 21 true carries, true handoffs to running backs today. That's a that's nice, and they were relatively successful at it. 4.4 per carry in the game was Mississippi State, so they were they were good enough, but it's the same thing. And they're going to have to win games with defense, special teams, and efficiency, I guess. But if they're going to do it this way, they've got to play clean. And today they did not play clean. They repeatedly shot themselves in the foot today with fumble, interception, missed field goals, bad penalties, bad timeout management. It's frustrating product right now. That That's the truth. It's a frustrating product right now. There's a lot of things wrong. Some of it is who they're going to have to be because of personnel limitations. Um, it, it's frustrating. It's it's a tough watch right now, and I, I know why fans are frustrated. I talked earlier this week about you know why we need to stop having the conversation about firing Mike Leach because that's not practical. It's not even one worth having right now. But I get the frustration. I, I get it. This isn't good enough. The product right now isn't good enough. It's frustrating. It's repetitive. This isn't what was sold to you guys when the hire was made. Plain and simple, this is not what was sold to you. But this is what you're having to buy, and you're you're kind of stuck with it for the time being. Um, you're kind of stuck with it. And now you got to go to College Station this weekend, and A&M can't score on anybody. But they're going to be able to rush three and get home with three, and they've got good defensive backs that will be able to cover some, and and you're going to have the same damn thing happen next week as well. We'll have the same conversation probably Sunday morning, not Saturday night, but we'll have the same conversation right here because that's that's the precedent that we have. And until that changes, nothing's going to. They, I mean, they can win games – with their current setup, when they play clean, look at the NC State game. They played clean that night. They won a football game. They didn't today. They lost a football game. It's that simple. It's really that simple. Um, Ed Orgeron's not surviving this season, by the way. That's that's a bad that's a bad football team. They're bad. Uh, they're banged up. They're thin. They're bad. And uh, Hell, they might even be they they'll beat Auburn this weekend. Orgeron may survive this. I don't know. But when they play Alabama, they're going to get smoked. I mean, Ole Miss is going to be a multi-touchdown favorite against them. Arkansas is going to be a multi-touchdown um, favorite against them. He's not surviving the year. He's not surviving the year. Um, let's see. Scott says, Rodgers finally pushes the ball downfield and receivers drop balls. That's, see, that's kind of what I'm talking about. It, they didn't help their quarterback either. When he would throw accurate passes downfield, guys didn't make plays. It's frustrating, man. It's a frustrating product right now. Jason says, I, one thing I noticed unrelated to discipline issues is when State runs just enough to get the defense out of that drop eight stuff, Rodgers goes right down the field. They just don't run it enough, though. The stats do no justice for Will Rogers today. There were quite a few deep passes dropped by wide receivers earlier in the game. Zach says, Will catching his own pass was the best. A loss of four yards can be made up. Completion percentage is eternal. <laughs> uh, Thomas says, over-under in the A&M game will be 36. 
If I had to guess right now, it's definitely low 40s. You're going to have a bad NFL games over under for uh, for that one. Daniel says, Auburn's quarterback controversy ain't much controversy. Dude missed his wide receivers by three yards. Knicks will be quarterback one again very soon. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, Bo Nix is bad. I mean, let's just be honest here. I mean, there were, there was talk on our radio show, not from me, about how Brian Harson's going to change Bo Nix and don't count him out, and he's going to be really improved and all that. No. Once you get to a certain point in your career as a quarterback, you kind of are who you are. Bo Nix is who he is. He has never, to me, flashed the ability to be a high-level quarterback in the SEC. He has some skills. He's athletic. But that's, being a quarterback in this league takes a hell of a lot more than that. And he has never, never shown me that ability. I think this might be, might be permanent. If it's not, it's because Finley's just as bad either. Zach says, all right, Borky, where's your beer? You're normally not this depressing. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I feel like crap. I, I wish I could. I just I don't feel well enough to uh, to maybe that's why I, I've got some negativity coming is I just I don't feel well. Uh, I'm powering through. It's my Jordan flu game tonight. Uh, I had some bad pizza delivered to my hotel room and uh, I told everybody it was the flu. And for decades, we all believed it was the flu until a documentary comes out. But, uh, you know, maybe that's part of it. No, but I, it's frustrating, man. I, I mean, I, I feel state fans pain with this. Because it's right there. It's right there. All four games this season, they could have just as easily lost. For, for the two wins, they could have just as easily lost those games. And for the two losses, they could have just as easily won. I mean, they're right there. It's just not clean. It's just not clean at all. Um, forgive me uh, if if I'm being a little negative. I'm sorry. It's just how I see it. It's just how I see it. I, I don't. I don't think anything's changing this season. And there are personnel limitations that are really hamstringing this team right now, and those cannot be changed in the course of a season. I did like the tempo, though. They need to keep doing that. That will help them a lot moving forward. But they got to actually do it. Um, Arkansas A and M. I really, really, really. We talked about this earlier. I really respect Sam Pittman and the job he did. A and M is a bunch of frauds. And how about this? Speaking of the radio show and uh, the the Texas A and M contract extension of Jimbo Fisher that happened four weeks ago was defended again, not by me on our radio show was defended. It was incredibly stupid. Four weeks ago, not after last season, four weeks ago, Texas A and M gave Jimbo Fisher a one point five million dollar raise and an extension out to 10 years. His contract is worth $90 million, and he hasn't won a damn thing at Texas A&M. He hadn't won anything. Nothing. And they gave him a million and a half dollar raise when they were negotiating against nobody. Nobody. I mean, what an embarrassment. Do it after the season when he wins something. Seven and a half was enough. 
He's making more than Dabo Sweeney, but you know that's not much anymore either. Ross Bjork negotiated against himself and still lost $9 million they're paying Jimbo Fisher this year. $9 million. It was seven and a half four weeks ago. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Um, Speaking of frauds, Clemson's also a fraud. There needed to be some humbling in uh, upstate South Carolina, where where I grew up, where I'm from. Uh, Those people needed to be humbled, and I'm glad they did. Clemson is a fraud this year. Um, After the Georgia game, they didn't have a single ranked team on their schedule, not one. I assumed they were just going to win them all. No shot. They've got another loss coming somewhere along the way. And I'm with you, Zach. Clemson should not be ranked next week. They're not in the top 25 team. They can't score on anybody. They can't score on anybody. Oklahoma did beat West Virginia, by the way. That's final. That's a shame. Rattler played like crap, though. His own student section are asking for his backup. That's tough. Um, Georgia Tech did beat North Carolina, though. Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. Wow, what a win for Jeff Collins. Good for him. I tend to like him, so for whatever that's worth. But Clemson needed to be humbled. I'm glad that happened. I'm really glad that happened. Um, I was mind blown today, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw this, that Brian Kelly is the all-time wins leader in Notre Dame football history now, that head coach. Did you know that? I had no idea. For all of the history in that program, for Brian Kelly, and I, I mean, I guess we play more games than ever now. I mean, they used to play like eight games. Now they're playing 12. So maybe that contributes to it. But Brian Kelly is the all-time winningest coach in Notre Dame football history. That happened today. They shellacked Wisconsin. Ooh, just beat the brakes off of them, Um, especially late. Uh, Wisconsin, I knew after week one, Wisconsin was um, overrated, to say the least. But And and Notre Dame did that with a former Wisconsin quarterback that wasn't starting there. It wasn't starting there. Um, yeah, Florida State is a dumpster fire. Talked about Ohio State quitting. Oklahoma asked for their backup. Yeah, covered most of it. Minnesota lost to Bowling Green today. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Minnesota lost to Bowling Green today. This day was just full of chaos, guys. Just completely full of chaos. Georgia almost scored. I'm just rattling off stuff that I saw, by the way. Um, anyway. Georgia almost scored more points than Vanderbilt had yards. Georgia had eight touchdowns in the game. Georgia had four, or Vanderbilt had four first downs. That's how bad that was. Oh, that I hate to hear that, Zach, but uh, congratulations, man. He said he got a new job that will have him starting at nine East Coast time, but I'll... So I'll be limited to podcasts for the morning show for a bit. Might start at 10 some days, though. Well, that's awesome, though, man. Congratulations. Um, just pull it up in the office. Plug some headphones in, you know? That's awesome, though, man. I'll, uh, I'll hate to see you go, at least from the comment section. Scott says, uh, I hate to say it, at least State is moving the ball better than last year. Maybe Leach year three is the Calcutta of bets. But that's kind of what I've been trying to explain to people. 
and why I did the earlier in the week, the stop talking about firing your football coach. Um, there are personnel limitations. The, the 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 offense is not fully able to be what it can be because of who they're having to play at quarterback, in part. Also because of who they have on the offensive line, in part. Also because the system, at times, can be very easy to stop, as we've seen. It's not there. There are so many people that just want to say Mike Leach system not working. Mm, I don't want to go that far because personnel's not right yet, and we have a sample size at two other places that it took some time for the offense to really get going. So I'm not writing writing him off yet. There are areas of major concern, but the people that are talking about firing or whatever, I just I think that's really premature. I think that's really premature. And it's a conversation I'm not going to have, aside from saying that you don't need to have it. I'm not going to entertain it right now. Um, I understand why people are frustrated. It's frustrating to watch. I couldn't imagine what it's like investing my actual money into a program that looks like that right now. But when you hire Mike Leach, you take Mike Leach. And this is what comes with it. Stylistic, they essentially blew up the program and its identity to start over with a new style. You have to be patient and give that time. There's areas of great concern. Some of it was inherited. Not all of it is on the current coaching staff. Jason says, I've always thought Leach was a circus trick. His system is either a glorious overachiever or a flaming dumpster. No consistency whatsoever in less competitive conferences. Um. Conference record at Washington State when he was done was an even 500, 35 and 35, for whatever that's worth. Justin says, I'm probably the only nerd watching the Braves, but they're in the pennant chase. <laughs> you might be. You might be. I know the Mississippi Braves are playing in, is it the, uh, what is it? the I, I, whatever, whatever league they're in. I think the championship series is going on in Pearl, like right now for whatever that's worth. So it's not just the Braves in the pennant race, but like their minor league system is playing well too, apparently. Ole Miss 902 says both Ole Miss and Arkansas should be ranked in the top 10. I buy that. I buy that for sure. Uh, they'll pass. Oh gosh, who, who lost today? I'm already drawing a blank. Um, they're going to pass Texas A&M, both Ole Miss and Arkansas will. They'll both pass Clemson. I think they should both pass Ohio State, although the brand is going to keep Ohio State there. And who else is up there? They should be ranked ahead of Oklahoma. They probably won't pass them, but they should. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. They should both be in the top 10 right now. Daniel, I, I don't hate this. Wake Forest will win the ACC, he says. Book it. I've never. I, I've said this for years on the radio show. Why is Dave Clawson never named ever in coaching hot boards? Like all he's doing is taking Wake Forest to bowl games every year. Every year. They're always good. Every year. Every single year, Dave Clawson's Wake Forest team is good and stable and solid. And he's got the smallest student body in the ACC. An afterthought in his conference. He's doing a great job. And nobody ever is like, let's hire Dave Clawson. My program's a dumpster fire. Let me hire somebody who's 
winning and stable at a place that's more difficult than my own. He's never listed. He's doing a hell of a job. Maybe he's happy there. Jason says, Brian Kelly greater than Lou Holtz. He's winning without the shady entrance standard, rigging that Holtz got for football players. Southern League. Thank you, Justin. Southern League. Yeah, they're uh, playing for, I think, a championship this week. Speaking of the morning show, yes, 8 a.m. Central. 8 a.m. Central every uh, every morning uh, for what that's worth. So crazy day, crazy day. Uh, didn't learn anything about Alabama this week with their uh, dominating win over Southern Miss. Poor Will Hall and his group. That's just, that's the last thing they needed was to have to go to Tuscaloosa today, but they had to go to Tuscaloosa today. And a game that probably none of you watched, by the way, Missouri, um, Missouri lost to Boston College today. On uh, Missouri hit like a 56-yard field goal to send that game to overtime, but they lost anyway. Um, Kentucky can't score on anybody. Um, they're not beating Florida uh, or, or finishing second in the East like some people thought they were, for whatever that's worth. I watched most of that game against South Carolina. Those were two really bad offensive football teams. Will Arkansas jump Ole Miss since they beat number seven? If I were a pollster, I would. And Ole Miss fans may not like that. But if I were making a poll, Arkansas would be ahead right now. The resume is just simply better. It's just better. Um, They may not, but if I had a vote, I would. And and I don't know if there's a counterargument to it. They have a better resume. What are you going to do? Thomas says State needs to make a change at the position that hires coaches before football coach gets changed. You know, that is – I talked about it earlier in the week when I did the whole stop talking about firing your coach thing. There's a sentiment that university leadership and big boosters and stuff love their athletic director. Seems to be – he's really great to us in our show and, and all that. Great. Always has time. I mean, always gives good interviews and all that. Um. No athletic director should be able or be allowed to hire a third football coach if his first two hires don't work out. No shot. It happens, but it shouldn't. And, and baseball doesn't build up enough, build up enough capital for, for that to be the case. Some state fans disagree. Uh, with all due respect, I know you guys love your baseball, but it, it doesn't move any kind of a needle in any any semblance of the way that football does. If football's not working, that's all that matters. Simply all that matters. So I'm with you there. All right, I've gone about an hour, and I'm not going to lie. Arkansas 10, Ole Miss 11, I think. That that makes sense. That makes sense. I would uh, I would agree with that. Um, the line for Ole Miss Bama, your guess, Bama 14. That sounds about right. 12 to 14, somewhere around there. Um, I do feel like crap, though. I'm not making that up. I've got to go to bed. I feel terrible, terrible. So I hope it didn't come off too much on the stream. But thank you guys for tuning in. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I would really appreciate that. And if you like what you hear, what you've heard, actually like the video as well. That would uh, help me a ton. And also, when you subscribe, there's that little bell. Click on that bell as well so you you get notified when I go live. Because I've noticed with YouTube, as much as I love the uh, the interface and all that. Once you're done with a live video, it kind of just like disappears, essentially. Um, 
They need to fix that. The algorithms and whatnot. I, I don't do my titles right or something, but um, hit the notification bell as well. That would uh, that would help me a ton. So thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in. I appreciate you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, I'll talk to you again Monday morning. But for now, I'm going to go to bed, and you guys have a great rest of your night. I know there's – I think there's one game going on right now, right? There's uh, – I think BYU, which might be one of the best teams in America – the way they're playing. BYU's 3-0 and against the Pac-12 this season. They have three wins all against the Pac-12. Um, Indiana, Western Kentucky's on right now on CBS Sports Network, if you're feeling it. California's at Washington on the Pac-12 Network, but I don't know why I said that, because none of you get it. And uh, Arizona, Oregon on ESPN. Oregon State, USC on FS1. There's a lot of football right now. Pac-12 after dark, if you guys are feeling like staying up. There you go. Pac-12 after dark everywhere. But uh, thank you guys again for uh, for tuning in. I'll see you Monday morning, and you all have a great rest of your weekend. Hope the Saints beat the Patriots because everybody hates Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. So even if you're not a hoot at, you know, hope for a win anyway. I'll see you all Monday. Talk Mississippi Media Production.